welcome to the Bored and Bitchy Podcast, a place where we love to talk about all the mess that is 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. I'm Evie, and I'm an LA girl who's currently living in London. Hi, everyone. I'm Kat, an LA slash California girl who is currently living in Arizona. And my warning for y'all is that we drop profanity from time to time. It's guaranteed. You know the deal. If you've been listening, if you don't, consider yourself warned. And also, Evie, I know your little sister likes to listen to our podcast near your parents, because I don't know why, but Evie's parents, if you're listening, you've been warned. You already know what to expect. No, and I hi. think they unsubscribed after, <laughs> oh, that first, okay. after that first yam conversation. They were done. <laughs> Much like Kimberly should have unsubscribed from Usman, uh, yeah, they, they pulled the plug really early. Yeah. Well, um, you don't have any news for us today, and we do have two different versions of the show to talk about, so let's just explain to our listeners what's going to happen um, for those of y'all that watched it, you were probably just as surprised as we were to see that part one of the tell-all was, like, tacked on to the end of the last episode. I I was surprised. There was absolutely no promotion for this, right? I, I am always surprised, but also I sometimes think that maybe the promotion is different out here in the UK than in America. But I was truly blindsided by, the, by this. But we know TLC likes to play it mm-hmm. fast and loose. I don't know who's <laughs> over there. But they're like, you know what? It's been kind of a quiet Sunday. Are people really watching the Grammys? You know what? Give them the tell Give them the tell yeah. They're going to love it. I was pleasantly surprised. I was very happy that it came on because, you know, I've been waiting for this for like two weeks. Yes, you've been <laughs> wanting to be over with our couples for a while. But I feel like the tell was something that maybe reeled you back in. Like, not saying that you want to spend more weeks with these people, but you're satisfied. <laughs> I think it's it. I knew the tell-all was going to be the juiciest because I needed questions answered. And so here we are. So we'll go through what was like the tail end of the actual episodes, and then we'll jump into tell-all as a separate episode or a separate conversation. So let's kick it off with uh, Mike and Jimena from the actual episodes. They had their their big fight, remember? She was like, get out of my house. And he was like, no. And then like called her a son of a bitch or a daughter of a bitch. I don't know. But it was so... It was like so nice and interesting to see that her mom was waiting for her at the bottom of the stairs to comfort her. Nice because obviously her mom's like, I'm here for you. Interesting because mom doesn't live with them. So, you know, the neighbors heard all this ruckus and they were like, Senora, like, lady, get your ass down there. Like, get your to your daughter's place right now. I think she needs you. Yeah, that was all very confusing. Maybe the sister kind of snuck out and was like, Mom, you really need to come through. Like, our financial support is about to walk out the door. <laughs> You know that this furniture set might be leaving with him tonight. But no, I don't know why she was there. I honestly didn't even remember that. I didn't care. I just thought I was, to be honest, I was pleasantly confused by the reaction of the family. Um, You know, the tears. Uh, Mike was crying, saying goodbye to the family, which makes sense. Not only because obviously maybe like he's gotten close to them, but I felt like more this is kind of, at least we thought, the end of their relationship. And so all this time, money, everything he spent is probably kind of crashing down on him. But mm-hmm. for the mom to get pretty emotional and the sister, like they were crying. And I don't want to 100% say that, like, you know, the, the joke would be they're crying because, again, like the, the credit card, you know, the direct deposit is drying up. So they're like, mm-hmm. Lord, how is this rent going to get piled? Uh, paid off so I do think that is a part of it and the, even the yeah. mom acknowledged like Mike has been coming through especially during the pandemic with these checks like paying off these bills so we appreciate mm-hmm. him but I do think that a part of them grew to that appreciation for the help Mike was giving them probably grew into like a real affinity for him and even if they maybe weren't like thrilled about Jimena being with him I think they thought like this might be a good match and they were happy to have him part of the family so it was interesting to see them be so hurt emotionally by it. But, you know, I'm sure they're feeling better now. But, yeah, I was taken aback by that. And I thought it was a nice, more genuine 90-day moment. Yeah, I couldn't, like, to your point, I couldn't wrap my head around what they were feeling for him. I had all the thoughts that you did. And I, I think it just boils down to gratitude, right? The mom was like, it was a pandemic. You know, he may not found a way to survive. And in doing that, we also ate. And we're thankful for that. 
Um, but I also think that the family was being strategic when they were telling Mike, like, just leave. And sure, yes, you can, you know, call the next day to arrange saying bye. I, <laughs> I think they were being facetious in that. They were like, listen, we just need you to get the hell out of here. Like, we'll tell you whatever you want to hear. Just get out of the house right now. We have these two young kids that we need to make sure have no, like, traumatized memories from tonight. Oh, yeah. It was definitely, like, negotiations with someone like a that's, like, what is it like a negotiator tactics, you know, like with a robber or something like tell him what he needs to hear. Let's get him <laughs> off the ledge. And like they know he was on the ledge, emotionally <laughs> speaking. He was truly on an emotional ledge. Um, and he has been this entire time, but really in that episode. So we all knew I don't know why Mike didn't know, but we all knew he was not going to see those kids in person or show up to the house. <laughs> I, he really was thinking like, I'm going to show up for a little goodbye brunch, get the arepas ready, like. Juan and Harold, I'm going to get big hugs. Like, no, he meant, I was like, we're broken up. Please do not come here anymore. I don't need your money. I already set up the webcam last night. Like, we are good. (laughs) And the thing, too, about Mike is, like, he's so desperate for love. He's going to play whatever card he can. Like, on on one side of it, he's like... I'm done with her taking advantage of me. Um, she will not get any more of my money. But then he's leaving her and begging her via via text to like let him pay for the rent still later. It's it's like, what do you, Mike? What is your approach? I don't understand it. This makes no sense. See, and I see it in a more sinister way where I don't even see it like, oh, you know, like he's just he's so desperate for love and he's trying any kind of way that he thinks to get back into Jimena's good graces. Like, no, to me, this seems like he's really flexing his power dynamic. The only thing he truly had was that she needed money and he was the provider of money. So then, you know, that meant that they had to be in a relationship or she had to pull up, put up with him. As soon as she said that she no longer needed that financial support, that's where we saw that ugly side come from the last episode. Even in this episode, he reminded us like, I'm the one that was paying for everything. What was your life before me? I'm the best person that you could have. So I just felt like it was very manipulative. But I mean, yeah, I'm I'm glad that these two were separated. I know we're going to get to tell all and it's like, oh, we're back together. And I'm like, I don't know if he may not heard that bit on the tell all because she just like smiled. And someone on Twitter was like, does someone uh, translate that for Jimena? Because I don't think they're together. I don't think she thinks they're together. <laughs> but Mike <laughs> still thinks they're together. No, you know, you're absolutely right. I read down further in my notes and realized I wrote down he he still wants to get married to her because I do think he's desperate for love, but he wants to pay the rent to have leverage on her, which is really fucked up. It plays into the power dynamic you were talking about. Um, And when she does turn him down, it talks about like, you know, your life before before me was so hard. And with me, we could have multiple homes and vacations. And it's like she thinks about it for a minute, like, well, if he just keeps the distance, I could have this life. But also, I'm like, he's uh, talking up this, like, potential incredible life with multiple homes, and they're going to be traveling and vacation stuff. I'm like, first of all, don't you live with, like, your dad and your uncle? I guess maybe that's for health or support reasons. But I'm like, "Mm, do you have that much money to be buying multiple homes? Y'all could have been vacationing now, like, where I guess they went to, like, those hot springs or something. (laughs) I don't know. Mike is promising the world once again. uh, And I don't believe it. I'm not here. I'm not believing it. And I'm glad that he may not. She did consider it, but she didn't straight up say like, okay. I just thought it was funny, though, that he told the producers, you know, like, I tried my best. That was messed up. She didn't let me see the kids or say goodbye. So I am not going to reach out. It's on her to come to me. They should have done like the 10 hours later. (laughs) And then we just see the conversation bubble where he's like, let me pay for your boobs, okay? I want mm-hmm. to support you in any way I can. I mean, you got to read the fine print on these things, Evie. When he mentioned vacation homes, he didn't say it would be free of other tenants. <laughs> and when he said, I'm not going to reach out, he didn't specify the time. So <laughs> True. And we've seen people get very creative on this show because David promised Annie that he would uh, put a roof over her head. And he did. I mean, it was a storage unit that he borrowed from his friend. But technically, she was in a in a home of some sort. I mean, was she sheltered? Yes. <laughs> she was sheltered from the elements. The yeah, what's the problem? She had plenty of space. I'm sure the acoustics were great for her singing practice. I don't know. <laughs> there was a toilet. So, you know, what else do you need? Hot plate. 
Exactly. Um, speaking of creativity, uh, Memphis went and had these shirts screen pin- printed for her and Hamza well in advance. These creative shirts that said, um, well, on his it said boyfriend, fiance, husband, and boyfriend and fiance were crossed out. On hers it said girlfriend, fiance, wife. What they need to do is add a father to the end of Hamza's shirt because he's about to be one. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, they're missing a title there uh, because he's about to be a father. She should probably be like mommy again. Who would have imagined or who would have guessed at the beginning of this episode? I don't think anyone has on their 90 day bingo card that Hamza and Memphis would be the couple that would leave us in tears at the end of this season and would be the one we're rooting for the most. How did this happen? Girl, I wrote in my notes. It's crazy to think that my last thought is for this couple, like these two crazy kids are going to make it. Like I didn't, that's not what I expected. It was not in my bingo card when we first started their storyline. I really thought it was going to fizzle out multiple times. Well, I love your tender heart, Kat. Like bless you because mine was not, (laughs) these two are really going to make it. Mine was more like, I hope these two make it. They probably won't, but God damn it, do I wish them the best. I really (laughs) want them to make it. I mean, at least you're honest. I appreciate that. Um, you're right. But the teary eye part, I, I did tear up. So I was all in my feels when Memphis was leaving and grasping with the fact that Hamza was likely going to miss the birth of their child. I was like, oh, I'm in my feels. But then as they're saying, like, the goodbye, I almost teared up when Hamza started crying. Well, I genuinely teared up. I think also I've mentioned before in this podcast, like, I have been in that position. Like, I have been person getting on a plane or putting my man on the plane as we have to separate and it's going to be months till we see each other and we're like 5,000 miles away or more apart and time zones and everything Mm -hmm. I can't imagine being pregnant and being like all right I am leaving my man behind I'm about to like be pregnant for nine months and have this whole Mm -hmm. ass baby and he's probably not going to get to be a part of any of it like yes hormones running through you the sadness like I really felt for them and then when Hamza came out with the poetry, like, Ben, take notes. Ben over here talking about a woman in red on the train and whatever nonsense. Hamza gave us short and sweet, almost haiku-ish, where he was just like, me without Memphis is like a body without a heart. You know, what, what am I meant to do? And I was like, Hamza. I know. So my four-year-old just so happened to be sitting on the couch with me because she was doing her bedtime routine with my husband in our room. But she's like, well, I'm hungry. So she decides I'm going to get a quesadilla. I'm going to sit with mom on the couch while she watches this. And she happened to be with me during this point. So she's like asking me what's going on. I pause it and I explain to her exactly what he said because I'm thinking, baby, if a man doesn't love you like this in the future, we don't want him. Okay. I don't want him for a son-in-law. Yes. And then Oh, my God, Hamza's mom getting emotional, saying Girl. bye to Memphis, and then Memphis being emotional. grandchild. Well, it was, yes, I know she's more emotional because Memphis is now the carrier of, you know, the family's DNA and of <laughs> Hamza's future child. So I understand that. But regardless, just even being like, oh, I'm going to miss you. I was like, oh, like, it just made me think back of Memphis being like, I just really want a family that accepts oh, me and okay. takes me in. And. It was just sweet. So I was like, I did not see, like, rewind a few episodes. Yes, it's a wild card. Because think about where we were a few weeks ago mm-hmm. where Memphis was, was like, poop, poop. I need to poop. I need to squeeze up <laughs> Me poop. Me hungry. Moo. Moo. <laughs> chomp, chomp, chomp. You understand? Who would have thought we would get to the point where we were going to be rooting for these two crazy kids? But here we are. I think the turning point was Hamadi. Hamadi, the translator. I mean, is he a translator? Is he a magic love wizard who came and did his thing? Yes, you are so right. Hamadi, man, coming through. But you know what? I think even Hamadi's, like, amazing powers wouldn't be enough to make Ben and Mahogany a thing. Like, I did not think these two were going to make it. And I stand firm in that. And I'm so glad I was right. I mean, yes, that one, we were all correct. And if you place bets that these two would not work out and it would be a shit show that I think they would, the odds on that were incredible. You know, we all <laughs> won that bet quite easily. Yeah, we just get pretty much the end of their 
situation in the park where Ben kind of called her out on some of the lies. Mahogany just kind of fled the scene because she didn't want to deal with it. While I agree that Mahogany's approach is immature and shady because you should be able to answer simple questions or have a conversation about it, where it starts to get creepy is like, they're not really in a relationship. You know, like these two have barely spent any time together. They're not in a full-on relationship. This woman does not owe you anything. She's younger than you. She could be your daughter. Like if she's genuinely running away from you and saying like, leave me alone. <laughs> Literally running from you and being like, do not come in the car with me. Leave me alone. Leave her alone. You know what I'm saying? Like just go away leave her alone it felt like even the producers were like get in the car that's the car like they were <laughs> the woman was like ma'am are you fearing for your life get in the car now yeah it just felt like so creepy at that point where it's like all right you know like I get it we all like closure who doesn't like closure but I feel like she's already told you 10 different ways that this ain't gonna work she told you at the breakfast or like the restaurant where her daddy didn't show up. She told you the next day, she told you by not taking you back home and abandoning you like this is over. Let it go, sir. And we will get later to how this man has the mahogany filtered size audacity to call Kimberly a predator, which she was being very predatory, but it was like kettle pot. Really? Really, sir? We'll get into that. We'll get into that. We'll yes, get I have some it. thoughts there, too. But, like, I yeah, I love how Mahogany was like, God bless you, in a high-pitched voice <laughs> to say your goodbye, you know, because she's religious, right? So, like, God bless you obviously could mean something really nice, but she was basically like, fuck off. God bless you. <laughs> yes. Um, I took it more like the American Southern version of bless God, you, child. Yeah. Like, bless, bless her. Yes. Blessing. <laughs> yes. Um, And it was just. Like, Ben was like, I just really want to say my piece. And I'm like, what piece? And why, my dude? Like, why? And honestly, as she drove off, I'm not even lying. Like, I half expected as the camera was capturing that, you know, her in the backseat, they're driving away, that in the corner through the back window, we would see Ben literally running after the car. Like, I'm not joking. I for real expected to see that to some degree. I thought you meant like him holding on to like the, the trunk <laughs> of the car. Being dragged away. <laughs> um, but the craziest thing is that, like, this guy just barely got it through his brain at the very end that she's not into him. But for a while there, he was like, I think she's just paranoid that I'm here for the wrong reasons instead of she's not into you. And also, whether he just kind of gets in his head, like, look at all the cues. She doesn't want to be with you. She's not into you. Even if you wanted to, like, not see that and be kind of, like, self-centered. Remember the conversation you were having literally 20 minutes ago where we were just talking, you were just pointing out all the inconsistencies mm -hmm. in her story. Like that should be enough for you to be like, I don't need to be with this person because it seems like our online relationship was based on a lie and she can't even talk to me about it. So it's not going to work. So you know what? She is immature and I'm going to be the image, the mature one and I'm going to walk away instead we're running around chasing people around cars and trying to sneak into the car to have a conversation like Ben, you have her number, send her another 12 page uh, pages of text messages that she could just ignore, like, and let it go. He's like, I just want to close the deal on my loan. I'm owed a thousand dollars plus interest. Um, so like everything is said and done. He, he goes home or to the hotel and decides to continue to like, reach out to her and I'm like oh why God. why and then he finally gets a single text late at night from mahogany god bless you always which is <laughs> fuck off and stay fucked off like leave me alone forever be fucked thank you and goodbye god don't let you. peru hit you in the ass on the way out exactly um and we'll get into like the comment you made about the tell-all once we get into it we're just gonna get Two more couples here. Next up, Gino and Jasmine. It's departure day for Gino. And Jasmine, like, is so genuinely sad to be far away from her gringo bonito, as she calls him. Again, playing into, like, this woman truly cares for this man. And as a speaker of the beautiful Spanish language, I am personally insulted that the words gringo and bonito are being combined uh, and used towards Gino. But 
it must be love or it must be obsession or possession. <laughs> we don't know with Jasmine because she has self-admittedly called herself crazy and she thinks it's cute. It's not. We'll get into that. But yes, these two are saying goodbye. So you don't call your English fiance a gringo bonito? All the time, but he's oh. actually fine. No, just Okay. <laughs> My does man is know? bonito, okay? Does he know that you got this from Gino and Jasmine? No, I do not call him that. And especially don't call him at, that in that baby voice. Them doing baby talk is truly disturbing to me. <laughs> well, what's more disturbing, that or the idea that Jasmine is expecting to receive sexy videos in return from Gino? Like, what does that even look like? What does that look like? It's like a very slow unrobing of the head of the <laughs> the bulbous. Almost did at the tell-all. <laughs> Bare skull. And my last thought on them is, I can't believe these two crazy kids made it after everything. I, I mean, that is truly shocking. If anybody needs Hamadi and his healing <laughs> words and presence, it's these two. And I would hope that Hamadi would talk some sense into Jasmine, would talk some sense into Gino. These two are toxic. They do not need mm -hmm. to be together. But you know what? The smart thing is to stay together. And to continue to promise to send Gino sexy videos, Jasmine. That's really Ooh. smart. You know, Hamadi's either going to come up with um, two conclusions to that request of being a translator for Gino and Jasmine. The first is, this is going to be a premium price because this is a lot of work. Or it's going to be, this goes against my code of ethics uh, for being a translator. There is no way I'm going to help these two stay together. I think Amadi has a big heart, so I think he might even do a pro bono because he oh, needs no. so much help. <laughs> um, speaking of needing help, Kim and Usman, although Kim doesn't know they need help because Kim left. She's on the plane. She's thinking, I got my man. I'm Soldier Boy's girlfriend. I'm going home. I'm going to miss him, but I'm I'm his girlfriend. I'm set. But uh, she's about to find out they do need help because Usman decided to call Zara up that night, just like, what, an hour or two after Kim left? Yeah, this was crazy. Kim was flying high, like literally flying high on an airplane, emotionally flying high. She's still on that yam high, like she's mm -hmm. feeling good. She probably has like 10 new Soldier Boy shirts that are only available in Africa. Like she is <laughs> set. She's excited. She's got the official title. She got like a single line sang to her in a restaurant. I mean, she can't get kisses in public, but we're working on it. We're working on it. You know, she's feeling good. And yeah. Usman doesn't even let the yam cool off before he's over here calling Zara and talking about like, do you miss me? Would you take me back? I mean, mm. I would say that I'm shocked, but I'm not shocked. You brought up the yam again. and I'm just going to go with it. You know what? Maybe it hasn't cooled off. It's still hot and going. And that's why he needs to call Zara because he wants to see if there are sparks still there and honestly it looks like there's sparks for both of them it's coming from both ends yeah this is a genuine attraction situation uh Usman seemed like a little giddy a little nervous but excited on the phone you never see him that way around Kimberly and you definitely never saw him that way about around BGL so mm. I think it's real but Zara at least knew better than to head over to Africa because she knew he could not be trusted and he proved it well, and then my question is, Zara, girl, do you know that he's being filmed for 90 Day while you're having this conversation? And Absolutely. he was on 90 Day because he was with another woman. Like, does she not see the camera crew behind him? I'm guessing no. Well, I think she sees the camera crew and she was looking great um, for mm -hmm. an impromptu video call. Because, yes, as a person who, again, has had a lot of video calls from an afar boo, you look good when you have a heads up and when you don't it is a disastrous situation so she definitely knew she was being filmed for this call I don't know if she knew why he was being filmed maybe Soldier Boy just said you know 90 day fans love them in <laughs> Africa they're going to continue to feature me I don't know but Zara clearly still likes Soldier Boy because she broke up with him but she took that call she was flirting with him mm -hmm. but you remember like she well he told us that she broke up with him because she couldn't deal with his career and his career, meaning like all the women that are attached to it. Well, he met this woman through his career. So um, let's see what happens. Right. I really hope. Yeah, I hope she comes on the tell all. 
Oh, I definitely hope we get some Zara time on the tell-all. Well, let's transition then right to the tell-all, starting with looks. That's the way we always start. Um, I thought it was funny that like Gino has on his Sunday best with a baseball cap <laughs> still, but it looked like a really clean and new baseball cap. <laughs> the baseball cap was the only thing that looked fresh on him. Like that was True. like, a, you know, a more dressed up 90s version. Hat. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, had, it didn't have a logo. It was clean. It was more of like a contemporary color. So that I felt like was a very dressed up, more elevated look. His other outfit was like, I don't know, Gino walking around Costa Rica on a fall day. Like, no, I was not impressed with the rest of his look. So I'm not impressed. What did you think about Jasmine and her look and the hair she was giving us in the whole you know. shebang? While it's not for me, I think Jasmine nailed it. I think she was going for the Barbie look and she had it down because she had like the shiny hot pink dress that with a sweetheart neckline, huge voluminous curly hair that was very shiny, the big jewelry. Um, it looks like maybe she got her lips done again, matching pink lipstick. Like it, it just the look wasn't for me, but if she was going for the Barbie look, she nailed it. Yeah, I thought overall she looked incredible. I believe she was wearing a wig. Um, yes, absolutely. Yes. Uh, I, I want to not be super judgy because I'm hoping that the wig was a fashion's choice and not a choice for like health reasons or whatnot. But if mm. this was for a fashion choice, I wish she would have just curled her own hair and added some extensions if she wanted some big old hair because she's got beautiful hair. Mm. Um it's the same colors of wig she had. I think she just wanted big hair. And I just thought the wig was super obvious. So I'm like, if you're going to give us a wig, give us a good wig, girl. Like, True. you know, that. but yes, overall, she brought it. She committed to a look and she went for it and she looked good. Yeah. I mean, like I said, she nailed it. She nailed the Barbie look. Let's move around a little bit. Not a whole lot to digest here, but I thought Kim looked nice. This is the first time that I've seen her like put together this way. Yes, Kim looked excellent. Whoever the makeup artist that did like the extra concealing job on her eyes, like mm. Kimberly looked refreshed. Mm -hmm. The hair was so mm -hmm. shiny. Yes, so fresh. healthy. Yes, Opalex. I don't know what was going on, <laughs> Brazilian bonding or something, but the hair. You mean was Olaplex? Olaplex. That's what I meant. Opalex. <laughs> I was like, what's Opal? <laughs> Sounds like a laxative. Yeah, I was about to say, I actually think it's a laxative. <laughs> Kim's like, that's why I'm looking so slender, girl. Um, but no, yeah, I loved Kim's whole look. I thought she looked great. Yeah. Um, not too much to comment here, but like Mike was dressed up. Ben looked nice. Ella dyed her hair purple pink, which honestly, I think that purple pink did more for her skin tone than like the hair color she was rocking on the actual show. Yeah. I mean, Mike, you said uh, Gino looked like he wore his Sunday best. Mike literally looked like he was going to Sunday service and not I the Kanye one. <laughs> like just just your regular old church. Sunday service. I wasn't crazy about this look. It just looks like a look he has, like a man who never wears a suit yes. and like finally buys a suit. So yes. it's going to be a thumbs down for me on that look. But I agree with you that Ella's hair and the color and then the, the choice of the dress like really look good on her skin tone. So mm. that, that was a good complimentary look for her. Who else are we missing before we go to oh, clearly? Memphis. Memphis oh. looked amazing. She was the best dressed person. Her hair was super short, but it was super cute. That dress. And I'm like, she already had the baby. Clearly. I mean, she got her body back. That was fast. You missed where I was going because I was going to say, are we missing anyone before we go to clearly the winners of oh, the night? Bad. Our power couple. <laughs> like the red carpet standouts here. Like not only Memphis girl, Hamza, them as yep. a unit, the coordination, like. Hamza with the glasses, yes, the hair, the vest, Memphis with the new short hair, like, it was perfection. Mm -hmm. We talk about people on 90 Day rarely bring it, you know, some people be showing up in the same t-shirt, we've seen them shoot for the whole season. <laughs> Braless. <laughs> yes, these two thought about their looks, it wasn't ridiculous over the top, but it would they just it was globe. They looked amazing. And I was like, again, why am I rooting so hard for Hums and Memphis? How have they become our favorite? <laughs> well, and even besides their look, the best part of all was the fact that Hamza is there. He's in the U.S. So, um, you know, we didn't get 
much on their storyline. Like, I'm excited to see what more will come. I'm hoping Hamadi makes a guest appearance. Um, the last comment I will make is, like, I thought Sean looked really nice. That green dress was really working for her. And then there was also a pop of green in her eyeshadow. And she just looked so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, Sean always looks incredible. But, yes, Sean is bringing it. The waves in the hair. It, it's just a good look. I'm trying to remiss anyone. Like, Jimena just had, like, a base. Like, she looked normal like she's a pretty girl but I was yeah. with her hair was not, a better color <laughs> yeah nothing nothing stand out there oh. Usman same Usman same thing Mahogany was looking kind of disco-ish that's true and she actually Mahogany I don't know if it was like a filtered camera or if like there was a lighting but she actually looked closer to her filtered pictures not exactly like them but something about the hair color something was better at this mm-hmm. tell absolutely absolutely um, maybe just because we know what she's supposed to look like now. <laughs> so we saw a clean version of it. Um, before we even get into the couples, you know, because this is the whole back behind the scenes before we go on stage time. I just thought it was so crazy that like Kim is ready to play judgment day on Ella for her indiscretion, which like I get it, you know, she cheated. But Kim is feeling all high and mighty and like offended herself. And I'm like, girl, just wait until you find out that Uzma was talking to Zara. <laughs> I know, like, listen, I am actually applauding Kimberly's energy because this is the kind of messy energy we need on a tell-all. We need people that are super opinionated and have no perspective that they look <laughs> foolish because we have so much more that we've seen on them that we could talk about, a la David many years ago. David and Ed, the most <laughs> vocal. <laughs> the two most vocal people that need the most help and should be the quietest. But anyways... <laughs> I was loving that Kimberly came in just like ready to battle. She had already picked out two. She's like, I am not happy with Ella and I'm not happy with Jimena. And I'm like, those are some bold statements for people like this tell all is shot before the season is fully done airing. So I'm like, you haven't even seen the storylines wrap up. Shit can Mm -hmm. change. Like so much changed in the Mike Jimena one. Are you going to be that mad when you find out that he met her camming and he promised to financially support her? And that was totally a decision he made. Like, I'm like, girl, I get coming in ready to make shady comments and calling people out because I would be doing the same. But she came ready like to fight and she had two people in her sights. I'm like, wait to hear everybody, girl. Well, and it was also so rich that she's like she's coming in, like you said, ready to fight. But then she was super defensive and offended when Mike, well, not Mike, Ben did the whole like, well, you know, because men are lions and women are gazelles oh. and, and you came off like a predator. She was so offended by that and like then went and told, um, you know, people like, can you believe that Ben said this to me? I was just going after what I wanted. I should be applauded for this. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was grossed out by oh, Ben's I was too. whole theory. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like why do we get all these terrible theories on 90 Day? Like, add this, like, the gazelle, lion, it's only attractive when men harass women, not when women are doing the harassing theory. Add that to, like, the boxes in the head shit. That... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the same thought. It's all bad knowledge. But it's just one of these situations where it's like, who can I cheer for? Because y'all both predators, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, you both acted pretty gross and creepy from what we saw and yeah she is not ready to own anything mm-hmm. and like yeah ben's over here calling her a predator sir you were chasing a woman who's 30 years younger than you like just barely of age i mean she's literally 22. chasing her literally chasing her um so yeah you really took that lying approach and she was like a wounded gazelle you were trying to capture but Anyway, um, moving on from the looks, let's get right into it with our two couples. So we dissected into Gino and Jasmine and Kim and Usman, um, starting with Gino and Jasmine. So he lets us know he has the K-1 process or the K-1 visa in process. So she may be in the U.S. soon. And they do recap her jealousy. And it was I mean, it was interesting to see it all compacted onto a single reel. And in response, Jasmine goes, I regret nothing. And to that, I say, at least she's an honest person. At least she's an honestly deranged person. I <laughs> I am once again disappointed, not fully, because Sean came through with the receipts and the messy little corners that she went into this, at least in this first episode that we saw, mm-hmm. and just coming out with surprises to get people caught up. So that I am appreciating from yeah. Sean. But I wish she would have more pointed questions 
or someone to call this behavior out on Jasmine, even mm-hmm. if it wasn't coming directly from Sean, if she could try like an Andy Cohen approach, because Andy oh, with the housewives definitely yep. asks questions that production wants to ask, but he hides them by being like, well, Michaela from Kalamatuma in uh, Washington <laughs> wants to know, Jasmine, aren't you very toxically jealous and isn't it abusive <laughs> behavior? What do you say to that, Jasmine? Like, I would have liked her to be called out a lot more. And Kimba did it like a little sprinkle, but she kind of just laughed it off. Like, mm, I think it's a lot, but I guess if that's what you do. Two thoughts. So I think Andy is the best at doing these like tell all type shows, hosting them. And um, two, when Kimberly like <clears throat> tried to make a comment, she laughed because I think she she realized she didn't want to be on the receiving end of Jasmine's fury. <laughs> that could have been a very smart calculated move. You're right. I think she mm. she was probably like there. I can take down Ella, but Jasmine in that wig? No. <laughs> She's going to use it like a lasso <laughs> coming at me. Um, so, yeah, talking about getting people caught up, I was living for Sean asking Gino if he's messaged anyone on the cast. <laughs> he started squirming. Everyone else is, like, starting to laugh. And he's like, um, uh, no, no, high-pitched. And that's when Jasmine was like, why is Sean asking you these questions, Gino? Like, what reason would she have to ask you these questions? What intel does she have, does Sean have that clearly we all need to know? Um, Gino, we immediately knew was lying. He's a terrible liar because he started being with the confused to drive by himself some time. I'm surprised he wasn't like, DM? I don't I don't know what that means. A <laughs> friend of the cast. What is considered a cast? Because we've had people here that have a five second, you know, on screen and they're cat like, are they cast? Like Gino went from I've never spoken to anyone's friend from this cast when Sean got more direct and said, Well, have you spoken to Ben's friend? Was it Jessica? Then he was like, oh, Jessica, Jessica. I don't know why you didn't say Jessica first. So Jessica actually messaged me. And being the good, friendly person that I am, I just messaged back. Then when Sean came out with the actual literal receipts of Gino being the one initiating the conversation, talking about like, oh, hey, I'm just curious. Are you Sicilian? Uh, then he was like, oh, no, the thing is, that was not the first message, but I don't have proof of when she messaged me. What took me out was someone on Twitter pointed out the text that Sean revealed and said, even Mike's emoji has a hat. He cannot text people hatless. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like, even his Gino's little emoji needs to wear a hat. So he sent the cowboy hat smiley one. <laughs> No bare heads in Gino's presence. I wonder if he knows about uh, bitmojis and if his has like <laughs> fake hair on it, a toupee. I mean, yes. Yeah, so we know two things about Gino for a fact. The first fact is he is a liar. He is a liar. You cannot <laughs> trust that man. And two, he's a really bad liar. So you're always going to catch him in his own mess. Oh, my God. And so, um, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know why he Decided to use that as the opening line, you know, are you Sicilian? Like, what was that going to lead him to? Um, but another lie that we catch them in is that they didn't meet through, I forgot whatever way he said they met. They At actually a university met, conference for educators? I think that was Jasmine's <laughs> lie to the mom. I know. <laughs> yeah. They met through a sugar baby site. And I love how Jasmine is now is so judgmental about him being a disgusting man that has to pay for dates when she was on a sugar baby site and that's where they met and girl I'm sorry I'm not believing that your friend (laughs) got your picture and decided to create a whole profile for you and what did she initiate the conversation with Gino and then you just kind of were like oh well now it started I, I can't I can't delete this account now like girl stop it we a girl's gotta eat I get it just don't be go walking around judging other sugar babies. Although, you know what? Her friends do seem a little messy because they had the whole like stripper thing and then decided to show Gino a video of the whole situation. But you're right. Like, I still wasn't buying it. Like, even if they were messy, I think they'd be like, I'm going to do this. Oh, it's already set up. Um, but she was over here playing coy. And right before that, she was talking about, I hate lying. So let me spin this. <laughs> 
Well, thought, at least she told us. Yeah, at least she told us. But if Jasmine's mom has seen what we've seen, that woman is having a heart attack. I'm having a heart attack. And you know what? I don't feel bad for Jasmine at this point. I felt bad when it was revealed that he was sending out her nudes. The fact that she forgave him and stayed with him when that, I mean, what more can you show about your character and if you can be trusted and your loyalty like that? There's no coming back from that. So the fact that she is still with him and then thinks that being like crazy, possessive and blaming all the other women talking about like, I'm always jealous because women Mm. in America could try to get Gino. We don't want him. We don't want him. We literally, (laughs) nobody wants him. Why do you think he is on a sugar baby side paying people to literally have dinner and quote unquote sleepovers with him, which Mike was horrified by. Mike. Okay. Mike, (laughs) Mike, sir, have a seat. So back row now. Have a seat sitting. Sir, stand up and sit down again. That's how egregious the reaction is. Walk out the door backwards. We need this shit. I know. Jasmine's over here, like, blaming us, saying we're going to go after him. And she also calls him unsexy. Nobody wants your unsexy man. The only person that finds his unsexiness sexy is you. Seriously, girl. Like, you can have him. Even him with the, like, cowboy emoji and the incredible or used to silly and opaline line all that got him was uh no but my husband, husband. Is my husband underline bolded goodbye <laughs> and, and my husband's like i'm not italian baby just sit down i just need to send this right now okay it was at this point where you know we've been going back and forth and like i it's hard to believe, but like we really think that Jasmine really is into him. It was at this point when I was like, this has got to be a fake. Because Jasmine starts over here crying, telling us that she just wants the D. She's like, I'm vegan, but I love your freaking meat. Give me your meat, Poppy. And I'm like, this is so disturbing. I'm having a hard time believing this. No, I fully believe it. And I feel like all her behavior actually kind of makes sense for like, a possessive, toxic, and what seems like a little bit unhinged person. Again, this is not to justify any of the shit that Gino has mm-hmm. done. I think they are both very flawed. But yeah, I am not going to believe that Jasmine is a stable person as long as she continues to insist to us that one, Gino is very, like she's very attracted to Gino. And two, when she continues to beg for his yam and talking about, mm-hmm. I'm only moody, because I'm horny, because you don't give it to me enough. And I'm like, what? Where are we? Is this the Twilight Zone? What is happening? (laughs) And she's saying this in tears. Like, she's a straight victim. (laughs) And you know what? So, like, we're learning that maybe Gino's sex drive isn't as high, or, like, Jasmine believes that he prefers masturbation over intercourse. And I'm thinking, well, you know, earlier in the season – we found out that like Gino and his ex-wife didn't have a whole lot of sex and it was spun as if the ex-wife was holding out. And now I'm starting to believe there was this Gino that was holding out on the ex-wife. Um, it was rich, though, that Jasmine considers masturbation cheating. Oh, God, you can't do anything around Jasmine. She <laughs> considers asking for a, a refill of your water cup cheating. Like you can't do anything around Jasmine having Important. a donut. <laughs> Having a donut, having juice. And poor Gino is so fucking embarrassed. His cheeks are turning red to match his sweater. So he's like, I don't masturbate. To which Jasmine says, I do your laundry. I have discovered literally your dirty laundry as proof. This is the second time this season that we've heard intimate behind the scene details about the men's underwear on this show. First, it was Jimena talking about, I know, Mike, you don't use the bathroom and the toilet paper appropriately because I've seen your underwear. And now we're hearing about other kinds of, you know, things left behind on underwear. Gym and it's too much. And t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, know. Oh, God. Where's softener when you need it? Oh, my God. Well, um, where's dignity when you need it? Because poor Kim, poor Kim. I feel so bad um jamal too jamal was like you know what if you're gonna be using my name and my picture and my videos on the show i'm gonna come on the tell-all um but like so we start off the whole thing with like them asking kim are you really into letting uzman have 
a second wife, a third wife to have children. And it sounds like Kim's not really down with having <laughs> sister wives after all. And yes, I think she was down to clown when they, she was just a potential girlfriend in audition stage. So, you know, you'll say whatever to get that job. Now that she has the job, which she thought secured with benefits, even though she didn't realize she was still on probation. <laughs> now she's trying to kind of backtrack, which I mean, she did say she still thinks that she would allow him to impregnate another woman because she knows she can't give him kids and it's unfair mm-hmm. for him not to be able to have children. But now she's kind of walking back the whole sister wives and I could be part of a whole group situation, which I appreciate that she's being honest, but I'm sure uh, Usman is like, hold up, hold up, hold up. That is not what we talked about. You know, and you mentioned like Kim's over here secure in thinking that she's gotten the job. Well, which job are you talking about? Because me and Jamal want to know, does Usman want a girlfriend or an assistant? (laughs) We all want to (laughs) know. But his entourage wants to know because they want to know if they should be rolling their eyes or actually listening to this woman. Like, they don't know. Right, right. And so Jamal's on here like, I'm not going to call him my stepfather. And like, I don't understand what his end game is. And I, I just don't know how Kim is like so caught up in the fantasy of being this man's girlfriend after everything we've seen. Um, But that fantasy seems to be destroyed once they played back that beautiful footage of Usman calling Zara. And that was the first time that Kim and the whole cast were watching it. And Usman better uh, watch out because even Jasmine seemed pretty pissed off about that Mm. one. So (laughs) he better hope she doesn't figure out like his phone number. She's about to be asking for reports from him on behalf of Kimberly. But (laughs) yeah, that was really sad and really embarrassing for Kimberly. And again, Kimberly has had her moments that I do not agree with. I do not appreciate her, how she was pressing up on Usman so much, the aggressiveness. It was just sad and it was not good. But yeah, this is really shady. Like he definitely went behind her back. Like to me, like, I I don't know, Jasmine, she has a whole different definition of cheating. I don't consider masturbation cheating, but this I do consider cheating. I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. we're together and you over here texting another person talking about you miss me. Would Mm -hmm. you want to get back together? That is legit cheating, girl. You need to leave him. And poor Jamal, man, we even... Not only does he have to deal with this situation, we forgot to call him out for being one of the best dressed oh, people here. Yes, he looked so good. Yes, he was looking really good. And you know what's funny is that, like, in his profile, I can definitely see how he resembles his mom. So that is a little bit weird because I feel like I'm looking at a male version of Kim. But he was really well dressed. To the point you made of, like, you know, Usman says he'll he'll never cheat. I agree with you. That's emotional cheating, what he was doing right there. And while Usman thinks maybe the physical category is the only way to define cheating, then fine. Maybe you wouldn't. But I guarantee this. If Zara were to give you another chance, you would dump Kim in a heartbeat and get back with her. Yes. And if you were back with Zara and then you found out she was texting uh, Mm. Michael in Nigeria or some other (laughs) international superstar, you would be very hurt and offended and you would consider it cheating. And what is Zara's endgame? She's just reaching out to all the men in Africa from the 90-day franchise. Um, well, we didn't get much of anyone else except for, like, the shocker that Mike and Jimena are back together, which might be a shocker to Jimena herself, too. <laughs> we'll find out in the second part of the tell-all. So for now, who gets your appreciation ring? My appreciation ring is going to go to Kimba and to Mike. Again, you know, I don't like to give real appreciation rings. I like to do appreciation yeah. rings to people that come in ready to give us a show. And Kimberly came in guns blazing, only to be made of a fool of by Usman um, and be blindsided with this information. And we forgot to mention that while Kimberly's over here really upset taking in this information, Ella's crazy ass decided that this is the time (laughs) to redeem herself and her cheating and to pipe up like, girl, this is when you pipe down. This has nothing to do with you being a liar and cheating on Johnny. Sit down. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, I mean, she she didn't get much of a thought out there because Kim cut her off really quickly. <laughs> um, well, my appreciation ring is actually going to go to Sean because Sean pleasantly surprised me when she pulled out some, like, shady, you guys don't know about this, but I'm about to call someone out on their shit stuff <laughs> because, like, we don't see her do this. She's usually more, like, reserved, just kind of facilitating what's already happening instead of stirring the pot. Well, stir the pot, girl. Stir the pot. Stir the pot, John, especially when it gets reactions like 
Mike being judgy and laughing at the idea of sugar babies and texting is like, Mike, at least Gino got some dinner dates and maybe some sleepovers for his investment. Like, please, sir. And like also, said, sir, I was going to say, sir, at least the woman that's in his storyline seems to genuinely want to be with him. <laughs> Scarily. It, it is <laughs> shocking to all of us, but he did something. Correct. Oh, my God. I can't wait to get into that mess. And Nelsie is going to be on the set. So until then, thanks all for tuning in. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, be sure to give us five stars on the podcast app and a glowing review, please. And thank you. And apologies on my behalf that you are going to listen to this after going two weeks without a new episode. We recorded them. There was a whole snafu with the uploading them. And then you're just getting a big old drop. But just think of it as TLC. TLC likes to play yeah. it, you know, fast and loose. They just, they don't adhere to timelines and normal constraints. And that's what happened to us. So I apologize. I also apologize if you hear my dog snoring in the background. Sorry. I, he did not realize how loud he got. So hopefully you cannot hear that. Um, Really quickly on your dog. I know we're wrapping up. But like, I loved the commercial that he did. Um, Does he know that in the commercial he was being called out for having smelly farts? And that's why he needed this like <laughs> premium brand of dog food? Y'all. My dog is now in uh, TikTok and Instagram commercials for Butternut Box, which is a fresh uh, dog food company. Uh, that is not a paid ad. That is just the <laughs> ad that he is featured in. And in the ad, I mean, he looks beautiful, golden. He's smiling. He he's, I mean, he's a beautiful dog. But the campaign basically is saying, like, Bernie used to suffer from very smelly farts, and he no longer <laughs> suffers from those uh, farts since eating this food. And when I saw it, I had like very mixed feelings because as a momager, I was like, yes, my baby on this like national campaign and getting his spotlight. But then I was like, wait a minute, my dog do I have smelly farts? But, uh, you know, I have to remind people that he is an actor. He's a mm. professional. He's a thespian for this role. Mm. He was playing a dog that formerly had smelly farts. So, you know, it's mm. all part of the game. So you didn't know that the smelly farts was going to be part of the dialogue or the <laughs> monologue? What kind of no. momager are you? <laughs> I knew that it was going to be about like things that were corrected, but I didn't do enough digging. So I didn't realize that he was going to be the smelly uh, fart dog. But all of the dogs that are featured in the campaign have different issues. So I don't know. Maybe there's going to be a dog that has like that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) We shall see. Okay. Well, on that lovely note, bye, everyone. Bye. Bitchy. Oh. Bitchy. Bitchy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bored and bitchy. <laughs>